Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and I am your host, JJ. Before we get into the episode, I'm just going to vent a little bit. Because, hey, it's my show, so I can do it. Uh, today, well, this week is, I think, National Fry Week. I don't know if it's everywhere, but a place I like to eat, Burger Fire. They had different specials throughout the week, and uh, if you ordered a burger, you got uh, free fries, and today was the last day, so I I figured I'm going to go ahead and uh, take them up on that deal and and, uh, have burger fry for dinner. Went for my my, uh, jog. Actually, it was more of a walk today. Came back, took a shower, placed my order. Now, I like burger fry a lot. Um, I'm member of the rewards club. Um, I'm on the second tier of the rewards club. So I eat there at least once every two weeks, uh, probably more than that. Um, I like the app. I order on the app. It's very convenient. There's one big pet peeve I have though. No matter when you order, it can be Morning, noon, or night, even though they're not open morning, but that's that's the saying. Morning, noon, or night, it will always give you a time of 10 minutes for your order to be ready, which is fine if it was correct. Uh, I've, I've, I've uh, gone through different sites, uh, different apps, and uh, the, the, the time that it's gonna, the order is going to be ready usually varies. But for BurgerFi, it's always 10 minutes. And I don't really believe it, but so I, I just go with it. So when I get there, there's so many people there. I, I think uh, half the area wanted BurgerFi for dinner. Uh, so when I get in, give them my name, they're like, okay, it'll be a few minutes. A um, few minutes turned into... Half an hour I was there with being there 10 minutes late from the actual time it was supposed to be ready. So it was 35 minutes after the, I guess, the confirmed time that I finally get it. Now, Burrify, I don't think is a small company. Their app is pretty good. I would say it's pretty sophisticated. Can't they come up with something? That gives more accurate uh, times instead of the default 10 minutes. Hell, even put it 15 minutes because I don't think, I think maybe once I've ordered from there and it was, uh, it was actually ready and it was empty. So uh, at least work with their, your default time, BurgerFi, please, or create some algorithm Maybe the app doesn't communicate uh, back and forth with the restaurant, the well, the particular restaurant you choose. I don't know, but let's get a little better at it. Let's, let's uh, increase the technology to give more accurate times. Now, to make matters worse, the burger I received was wrong. And it wasn't even hot. It had no cheese. It had grilled mushrooms instead of grilled onions. And... 
barely had any sauce. And the Diet Coke, they needed more syrup. But it is what it is. I uh, I don't like takeout. I always prefer to eat somewhere, but in this day and age, very few places you could actually eat in, dine in, and um, even if you could, sometimes it's just not the work, worth the risk. So it's the I guess the risk reward you you have with eating out, um, but. It always seems like when you really want something or you're going to have a cheat day or something like that, that's always when you have problems with the orders or if you don't go somewhere for a long time. That, that always seems. But either way, I ate the food. Fries were good. Um, it's not going to stop me from going again. It just, yeah, it is what it is. That's what happens. So for this episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. And uh, let's see how this experiment works out. Uh, normally, I, I write down notes, I uh, have it with me for during episodes at, uh, so I can keep on topic and, and make sure I get all the points I, I want to make. But for this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up a news website and kind of browse through the articles and give my opinions and takes on, on, the, uh, on the articles that I see. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be all of them, and I'm just going to skim through them. Uh, let's just see how that works out. Um, I'm not going to go to a really uh, a news site, per se, uh, to kind of get a, a broad range of topics or stories. I'm just going to go to Yahoo, since they'll have uh, news, like national news. They'll have sports stories. They'll have entertainment stories. So... Since I want to get a kind of a, a broad uh, idea or a broad uh, sample of different things to, to discuss, that is where I will go. So I will type it up right now, yahoo.com, and let's see what they have for me today. Now, I'm not going to go uh, one by one. I'm just going to skim, and some things I just might not... Uh, be very very knowledgeable on, and uh, I don't want to to speak ignorantly or uh, without knowing what I'm talking about. Let's see. Hmm. That's oh. Joe Biden, there's a Joe Biden article here, and it's a warning of Russian election meddling after receiving intelligence briefings. Um, first of all, what intelligence briefings does he have? He's not the president, but I'm sure they have, they have uh, smart people in high places that uh, help provide. What's funny is I don't hear a lot from Joe Biden lately. Uh, from what, what I've seen, he's uh, in various polls. Uh, he is leading, which is kind of odd because I I really haven't heard from him. He hasn't selected a, a vice presidential candidate. Um, campaign trail is definitely different. So you don't 
really hear much from him. And I'm wondering if that's helping him, actually, um, if he's actually letting Donald Trump sink himself. Uh, because Joe Biden, there's a lot of questions about, uh, one, his competency, and two, about actually being able to to bring everybody together. So maybe it's better for him that he isn't heard as uh, from as much as uh, the current president. Uh, maybe he's that's his strategy. Um, let, let Donald Trump bury himself, and then he'll be able to pick up the pieces. Uh, I don't know. Um, the whole Russian influence thing, I, I don't know about that. Um, you know, if Russia is not stealing votes, if they're planting information and people vote based on information they plant, maybe it's on the people who are voting. I, I don't really know. Uh, I think if, if Russia really did influence an election to the point where somebody won because of their influence, I don't think it would have, it would hold. Uh, there's too many checks and balances. Uh, nobody's going to just sweep it under rug and say it's okay, because whether it helps or not, it doesn't really do this country any good um, to basically have a foreign entity choose who her president is. Now, if it, to be honest, I'm more scared of China than Russia. Uh, China, they they have a bill, over a billion people they can recruit to be spies, whether it's uh, physical spies here or um, using technology. Uh, we know they hack uh, their their, communic- their communication companies. There's always the concern that uh, they're being used to facilitate information gathering. So China is probably one that I I would fear more than uh, Russia, but um, I guess Russia is a popular thing because it's been in the news forever. Uh, let's see what else I can find. Hmm. I don't know if I want to go into... Donald Trump. Ah, here's something uh, entertainment for all you soap uh, soap opera fans. Now, I will admit, I have I have been a soap opera fan, and I I probably have watched a couple decades worth of soap operas. Um, my favorite one growing up was probably Guiding Light, which was the longest running uh, soap opera at the time of its cancellation, but I would watch Days of Our Lives, um, Another World, One Night Live, um, and All My Children. Uh, Days of Our Lives is pro- is one that's still on uh, from the, the ones that I used to watch. And Christian Alfonso, the famous Hope Brady, is gone from the show. That is really an end of an era. And I'm not going to lie, I had a crush on her. A very attractive woman. Uh, She still is. Uh, I don't think she's much older than me, actually, right now. But um, I guess when I was younger, uh, she would have been a cougar. But as as more years pass by, um, (laughs) we're close enough where it wouldn't be that creepy. 
but yes yeah, almost four decades on that soap opera that's uh that's really that's that, that's some huge news uh soap opera actor actresses tend to be on on the shows much longer than even um scripted dramas and things of it like that uh i don't know if it's because it's consistent work so hold on to it or maybe there's more flexibility i don't know but a lot of soap stars have been on their shows or multiple um multiple soap operas throughout their career now to be honest i don't i don't i don't really watch soap operas anymore just because i uh yeah, i was working during the day and though i was a little disappointed by by um soapnet which was a cable channel devoted to soap operas when it it came off the air or when it went off the air i was a little disappointed about that but it is what it is um now let's see what else do we have here oh in in my last podcast i had mentioned about you know just wear the mask it's not worth being an internet villain for your 15 minutes it really is not um so a man who never wore a mask and wound up he wound up contracting the virus and he died now it's sad uh this was an army veteran um it's now not to say that the mask would have kept him from from getting the virus uh i really don't know i don't know if anybody really knows how he contracted it but uh the mask may maybe the mask would have uh, protected him i i don't really know it's it's a shame and i'm sure he definitely once he contracted it he definitely regretted it um and it's not the first story i've heard or i've read where people would say it's a hoax or they refuse to wear masks um i don't know if some of it was political uh but it's uh many who who kind of been outspoken about it about being a hoax or uh it's their right not to wear a mask many have come out and regretted the things that they said and did and and came out and basically said hey this is real i i was ignorant i was naive and now now um i know so it's somebody's death is not to be used for any political or any kind of gain but uh hopefully things like that will influence people to you know, to to wear the mask it's and and, and take precautions it's not going it's not going to save everybody um but it will prevent at least some cases or some people from transmitting so um let's spread the word nobody likes it i don't like wearing it but 
it's not only for yourself, it's the person next to you, it's for the person who you might be related to, who might be in a high-risk group. Um, it's not worth the risk. Um, through many times, many things, people will be like, uh, oh, it's a small risk for this, a small risk for that. Um, I remember when, when my ex-wife was pregnant and she was told by some people, oh, if you have a glass of wine, it's, uh, you're in the third trimester, it's okay, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And one thing I always said is, is the benefit from that risk worth what can happen or the worst case scenario? And I don't believe it is. That glass of wine is not going to make a pregnant woman's life any better. It's not going to. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to create a money tree. It's not going to pay off the mortgage. It's not going to bring health to everybody. So the only thing, the the biggest thing that come, come out of it is a negative. So to me, it's just not worth it. Even though it's not a high risk, there's still a risk. And same thing with, it's the same thing with the mask. Is the benefit of not wearing it better than the risk of not wearing it, not even close. Uh, the the risk or the benefit of not wearing it is you don't have a mask. Now I understand um, it may be difficult to breathe in some occasions, but for a lot of the people that you see, it's not like they're doing any strenuous activities. Uh, they're just out in the open and they refuse to wear it. So the benefit is so th- it's really two negatives that come up. One virus transmission, and two, you're, you're, you're on the internet um, to be look like the ass. So n- no positive comes from it, just wear it. So let's see what else we got. Oh, ho, 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 of course. Don't have to scroll too far down, they see a Kardashian story. Uh, let, me, let me chug some water for this one. Now, yeah, that makes some good audio, I know. Now, I have stated, you know, it's on record that I hate reality shows. I really, really hate reality shows. And I think the the group who's, they're their family that's probably helped bring us to this day and age of reality shows are the Kardashians. Um... I'm not going to say anything really negative or derogatory to them about them. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. I really don't think they're good role models at all. Um, people making a boatload of money by doing nothing is... It's it's sad what this society, uh, what it says about this society um but people watch it and you know they're just they're just reaping the benefits from what other people are doing um you know i i just don't understand why it seems like every few days um they see that their name hasn't been mentioned so they have to do a a selfie that gets posted so everybody to see um but you know how many how many sexy pictures are, are, are you going to do how, how many times 
it's working because they've gone to that well so many times and it keeps working. But as a society, when are we going to say, okay, enough, oh, uh, another bikini picture, another this picture. I mean, and they've all had a lot of work done, no matter what they say. Uh, and you know, it's it's their right. Um, it's their body. They can do what they want. I'm not judging them on that. Uh, the youngest, Kylie, I honestly, they're, you know, as a father of a daughter, um, you know, that concerns me about all the work she did before she even turned 20. Uh, she's a completely different person. Um, I, I, you know, face, body parts. It's definitely not <laughs> her natural self. And and don't get me started on the self-made billionaire crap. Uh, there's nothing self-made there. It, branding is not self-made. And I think it's an insult to people who have actually been self-made, worked hard, and uh, did many things to to get where they are. Um, so, you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Um, you know, it, it's really, everything they do is really about branding. And um, I understand the oldest sister, Kim. I don't know, is she the oldest? No, I don't think she's the oldest. But she's the one who who got them started basically by an adult tape. A I don't know if it's stolen, but uh, that's really what got it all started. And uh, from what I understand, she's going to law school or trying uh, to, to start up law school. Uh, I know she she worked hard to, I think her name was Alice Johnson, who was imprisoned. Uh, she worked with President Trump to try to get that sentence commuted and, and you know, Congratulations to her, uh, using her platform to doing something good. Uh, no matter how much I criticize, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give a, you know, positive comment when I think it's deserved. And yeah, I think that that definitely is deserved. But to be honest, if that's what you want, if that's going to be your role in life, go that way. Don't. We don't need another bra and panty shot swimsuit shot, shot in the closet, wearing whatever tights you have. All that's doing is focusing on how you got the notoriety again, with it, which was the, the adult tape. Um, if, if you want to be taken seriously, take yourself seriously. And there's no need for that. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, what, a million pictures out there of her dressed the same way. If you, it's, it's time to move on. If you want to be taken seriously, Take yourself seriously. Um, and I know it's her right, but still, it's, you know, enough is enough. Um, you know, it's, that's the wrong way to keep your, your name out there. Um, because one, if you're, if it's not your natural body and you've had to do things to get to that body to be able to show it, um, and if if you want to be known for more than that, let's just stop doing it. Um, and as far as uh, another term that bothers me, influencers. I, I just don't understand influencers. And uh, it's just like, just because somebody has millions of followers, they get paid to just post 
something, either a tweet or Instagram or something. I mean, I think the youngest one or second youngest, Kendall Jenner. Um, we all know what happened with the Fry Festival in the Bahamas. What, but she was paid to put it on there, and uh, it, the term "influencer" makes makes it seem like our society it's it's you know it's only sheep. Let's just follow, follow, follow. Uh, can't think for ourselves. So I, I I don't like the term influencers, and many times just because these people have, and I'm not just talking about the. Kardashian clan. I'm talking, you know, all the social media influencers who who really either do stupid things on video or just take bikini pictures or, um, you know, a lot of mindless things. Yeah. Um, I'm a heterosexual male. Uh, I like to see women in <laughs> scantily class clothes. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, I'm not gonna be scrolling to find every single picture, but you know I understand it's uh, something that we like. We like to see. Um, but if that's gonna get followers and things like that, um, yeah, I'm a big proponent of actually accomplishing things to gain celebrity or notoriety. But uh, a society we live, but the whole influencer thing. So if somebody has two million. 2 million subscribers or followers, oh, this company is going to give that, you know, $50,000 to post something. And it's, it's no different than a commercial, but I think, I think this is, this is definitely less scrutinized than a commercial because uh, a celebrity endorser usually has a lot more say in, in the product or know a lot more. And if they're doing um, commercials and things like that, they, they know a lot more about the product. Uh, these other things is like okay, can you just post this? We'll pay, you know, fifty thousand dollars. And many of these people, that's how they live, and uh, they don't have anything to fall back on. So this is what they do. So they'll post it, not really knowing what what it's all about, but um, because but they're influencers. So um, I, that's something I wish we can get away from the influencer thing. I I know I'm 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 sounding like an old fogey here. Uh, but hey, it's my show. I can do that. Uh, we all have the right to our opinion. And once again, I, I would like to say this, this show is really just my thoughts and my opinions about something, uh, or some things. Um, I'm not always right. I'm not always wrong. Um, you know, if I believe in something, I'm going to say, I believe in something. If somebody else believes in something different, that's fine. I, I respect everybody's opinion. And I, I'm more than happy to discuss any different opinion with anybody um, if it's done respectfully. Uh, the problem with with politics and religion, people just are just so passionate, many times just blindly passionate, where it's just not, you know, productive conversations. Just yelling and oh, you disagree. I, that's that's not me. I, I have no problem. I've I've discussed religion with people from many different religions and I respect their religions. Uh, I've had plenty of conversations with people who politically think that differently than I do. And it's fine. Um, have respectful conversations and agree to disagree, but it is what it is. Um, so if somebody doesn't agree with what I say, that's fine. Um, I have no problem with that. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, it's just, we have a difference of opinion and uh, it's okay. That's why we live in this country. It's not a communist country. Um, 
you know, even though the cancel culture wants to make it seem like it is because they want to censor everything and um, lose freedom of speech. But uh, so. <sighs> let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. The whole occupation thing. Uh, there's been various areas that were occupied and um, lost police presence and uh, and um, and kind of barricaded off from the rest of the city. One of one of them was in Seattle, which after some shootings was was finally taken taken apart and opened up. Um, Atlanta, where the other a police shooting took place um, at the Wendy's uh, in that area. Uh, after the Wendy's was burned down, it was pretty much an occupied area. There was no police presence. Uh, and that one, that's another one that they, the mayor finally called an end to that, which, of course, you know, if there's no police, what's going to happen? Yes, open season. Um The one thing about the Atlanta situation, which how can I how can I put this? Um, let let's okay. It's the 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 chance for the chance for defunding the police. Now, you defund the police. Yeah, some things can be taken over, but uh, by social, um, uh, sorry, social workers, but so you know, uh, people who can handle different things, so the police don't have to. But um, if somebody is drunk or somebody is mentally disabled, uh, you're not just going to send some unarmed uh, counselor to to defuse the situation because we, we know when people aren't all there, when they're on drugs or they're mentally gone, they can snap in a second. And who's going to protect that social worker? You're going to need to have a cop with them <laughs> so to protect them. Uh, so I'm not really a believer in defund the policing. Um, I'm more in favor of uh, putting training under a microscope and finding a way to improve training, to have their reactions or their thoughts or their their best practice of how to handle a situation improved. Um, but once again, we're talking about humans. Humans make mistakes. Um, you know, there there will always be police shootings. Uh, some will be legitimate, some will not, and there will always be. And it's not just black men or black women who have been shot and killed by police. All races have been shot and killed by the police, um, and many times it's just bad policing. And um, but but either way, we do. 
there is something that should be looked at uh, to improve. Um, I don't know if it's more better psychological evaluations, better training. Uh, people who are have a lot more expertise in it than me uh, need to sit down and find ways to to make it better. Um, not just for the police, for for the citizens, but just to have a much better relationship and you know where where we don't have the animosity that we have right now. Um, but back to Atlanta. Now, what I don't understand is defund police. And police are away from that occupied territory or area. And what happens? There are armed men on the perimeters. And what are those armed men doing? Either they're supposed to be protecting the occupied area, which makes no sense to me. So they're basically acting as untrained police, which is no different. You still have some kind of police uh, there, police presence. But in this case, it's untrained on on many things. They're not trained. Uh, They might not have the patience (laughs) needed to deal with it. And what we saw uh, was last week is a little girl die from sh- uh, the car being shot up. And somebody was arrested. The person, I think, I believe it was a 19 year old man who said, he said he, he had no part of the shooting, but apparently he knows who, who, uh, shot into the car. But either way, um, yeah, I think it just proves you need some kind of police presence. You can't have untrained people there to, protect an area nothing good comes from that and the social experiment there the social experiment in seattle it didn't work in portland it's the same thing there has been violence there and unfortunately in portland it's i think it's become a political area um they they're they're uh, i guess much more to the left so they're letting the occupation take place and the protesting which i'm fine with protesting um, I've already said I, I support the protest. I understand the protest. Um, I may not be on board with a lot of the ancillary things or kind of the extreme parts of it, um, but I, I, I definitely do think um, there there needs to be changes in the justice system and as well as the police citizen interactions. Um, but to go into the other spectrum to create a absolute free state, I guess, with no police, or it's just not working. And in Portland, it's the local governments who say they have a handle on it, um, who's allowed this. And then you have the federal government, Homeland Security, swooping in and tearing it apart. And um, honestly, both ways are wrong. Uh, I think the local government has let it go on too, too long. And obviously, there's been violence. And um the federal government just coming in, you know, I'm not going to say it's turning into another Waco from a couple decades ago where they just uh, stormed in and dozens of people died, things like that. But there has been, it's too much force, I guess. Um, but either way, both have done it wrong. And the occupation there, it, it's, it's, 
probably should not have been allowed in the first place, but it it did, and it is what it is. Um, I'm sure it's not the last, um, but hopefully when these things take place, it's uh, it's not going to be, you know, violent outcomes. We don't need people dying um, for no reason. Uh, let's see what else we got. Hmm. Megan the Stallion, the Stallion, suffered gunshot wounds. Hmm. I think there's a, I think there's a lot to that story, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, Tucker Carlson. Okay, Tucker Carlson. He's a he's an ultra white right, I guess white as well, commentator on on Fox News. Um, yeah, like I said before, it's just one thing I don't want the show to be is I don't want it to be a Fox News. I don't want it to be a MSNBC. Uh, Tucker Carlson, it's just like everything to the right is correct. If you're not there, and even when things go wrong, it's just too much. Um, I don't know. I, I understand your beliefs, but you know, what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. Um, and you don't have to agree with everything on the left or on the right. It, you don't have to. And uh, some of these commentators, just it's just too much. Um, but you know, it's cable, people can watch whatever they want. And, uh, I, I think it also, you know, it's another component to the device, the divisive society we live in right now, because there is no respect for the other side and without respect. It uh, just, you know, it's not going to work as a society. Um, so here we have, on the Brooklyn Bridge, protesters, those who protect or who are protesting for, uh, I guess, more res- respect for the blue, for the police officers, and then, of course, the anti-police. And what happens? It's not peaceful. It's not peaceful. So... Protest is fine, and protest, be smart about it. Violence, and what's well, really stupid, don't assault a police officer. Um, what was I watching? I saw a video. A man pushed a female officer downstairs. She got injured. I mean, really? If you want to be, be passionate about what you're protesting, but be smart, violent. It's, it's not going to work. And sometimes it just, it's, well, it's never necessary. It's never necessary. And many people go there with the, with the intention of, of it being hostile and almost looking to have a fight. And it's no matter what side you're on, it's not worth it. But it is what it is.
Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, another article about Joe Biden and how he would have handled pandemic pandemics differently than Trump. You know, this is another thing that kind of bothers me. Um, if people have a better way of doing it, share it. Don't just say I have a better way. Share. Um, many different ways have been attempted and nothing's really worked. Like I've said previously, the states, states that have had very high spikes, they're blue and red. It's just not one color state. Um, so if somebody really has, don't, don't use, I, I would have handled it better as, as your, as your campaign, because you're, all it's doing is, is basically, you're, you're, you're playing the result. Um, Honestly, nobody really knows how well or how poorly they had to handle it because until you're in it, you don't really know how to do it. Um, but everybody's an expert when it's not their seat. <laughs> That's what I found out. Even myself, I think I'm, I'm just as guilty. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I can, I can be condescending at times. Um, I try to be open-minded as much as I can, but, um, yeah, I'm human. Uh, I'm not perfect, but uh, yeah, we're all experts until we're in that seat. And then, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not as easy as we think it is. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I, I what I don't understand is Donald Trump's taxes. Why do we care? Really, why do we care? Does it really matter what he, his tax returns say he earned or what he lost or what he's worth? Does it matter? If the IRS has already audited and there's nothing fishy, what's the big deal? I don't care. I didn't care about Barack Obama's taxes, tax returns. I've never looked at any of them because I don't care. At in, at the end of the day, every single American, well, I'm not going to say every single one. There might be some who are are good-hearted and, uh, and want to give, give, give. Um, but I would say a great majority of Americans, when they file their tax returns, they do whatever they can to either, one, get the highest refund possible, or two, Reduce their tax burden as much as possible. Everybody does it. I don't care if you're the richest of the rich or the poorest of the poor. We all want to pay as less or as little as possible. And I don't care if, obviously, most Republicans, yeah, yeah, they'll admit it. And uh, if you go to the other side, Democrats, liberal Democrats, most of them, you know, they have a home. Well, actually now, because of the tax law have changed, the standard deduction is a lot higher than it used to be. But back in the day, they were putting the, the mortgage uh, interest down to get that deduction and property taxes for the deduction. People are always putting the deduction because everybody wants to do it. They want to pay as little as possible. 
for most people. And if it's legal, what's the big deal? There's no loophole. Or, well, if it's a loophole, but it's legal loophole, everybody has tried it. Um, we need to get kind of get off that soapbox. I don't care. That's another, it's just wasting time, wasting resources. If the IRS is good with it, and then whatever, who, who are we to judge? I don't care about his tax returns from 15 years ago um, or Joe Biden's. I don't care about Joe Biden's. I don't have, I have no idea how much he's made over his lifetime. I don't care. It's not my business. I don't care. It's the IRS's job to audit that. Let's accept and move on. Let's see what else we got here. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of, uh, a lot about uh, Trump, but that's always, that's nothing new. Um, that's just low hanging fruit. So I'm not even gonna bother to. Uh, so what else we got here? I'm, I'm really scrolling. I'm, I'm kind of picking and choosing. Um, Chris Cuomo drops the S-bomb on my TV over a Trump Goya plug. That's pretty funny. Uh, Trump's Goya plug, let's be honest. He only did it because of the cancel culture. So it's the cancel culture that has to take credit for that. Well, Disney is open, and I've been to Disney so many times. Now, at 40% capacity, that's 40% of revenues a day. They are taking a huge hit from what where they were a year ago. Now, Disney was is expensive. Um, a family of four could go for a weekend and spending $1,000 is nothing. It is expensive. Um, but you got to give Disney credit. They they nail every detail. Uh, you rarely find a rude employee. Um, their shows, magnificent. Yeah, even the details and construction for all the different um, rides or exhibits. It just, they don't spare an expense. And it, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, but it all comes with a price. And what's going to happen is they're going to have to make up for all for two plus, or I guess three months of no revenue and now at 40%. Um, so whenever the world is back open as it once was or close or some semblance of it, I wouldn't be surprised if those those prices jump up uh, because that's that's uh, that's a lot a lot to maintain. Um, but we we shall see. Uh, I would like to go back to to. To Disney. It's the happiest place on earth. Who wouldn't want to go? So I'm just going to do a couple more um, before I say goodbye. 
China is moves rocket into place for a Mars mission. Wow. I guess the moon was the was the first goal and Mars is the next. Uh, to get to Mars, if there's ever life or if there is life on Mars, I guess I don't know. We shall see. I don't think anybody's ever going to live in, in Mars, but uh, at least not in my lifetime. Um, but whatever rocket, whatever unmanned things they send there, the information it's going to bring back is going to be incredible. I'm sure every country is uh, fighting to be the first and uh, we shall see who takes who takes the front seat there and uh, you know I'm not sure how much is going to help this country um, I guess there's there are some scientific discoveries that uh, could have a net positive impact in this world um, I have no idea uh, but it's definitely interesting. Um, uh, probably you know, three decades ago, it would have been it would have been, I guess, not feasible in most people's mind that we can send something that actually lands on Mars. Uh, and a lot of these, well. It, Maybe not, but you, you look at what's what's going on here uh, with NASA, uh, even though they may have the astronauts and all that, a lot of the actual um, rockets and um, spacecrafts and things like that, it's all being, it's all being contracted out. Uh, you have Elon Musk SpaceX, who's actually you know, spending billions of dollars to provide the the mean the means to actually get to space, so it's probably it's probably a good thing that you have um, public private collaboration uh, because when you have that you 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 open up a lot more doors and uh, a lot more possibilities to to see or to advance. Um, and there's a lot of smart people out there. A lot of smart people out there. Uh, that's, oh, Dancing with the Stars. I don't know how many people have watched Dancing with the Stars. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've seen episodes. I've seen seasons. Um, for me, enough was enough. Uh, um, it's just the way they would drag it on and drag it on and drag it on. Uh it was just annoying me. So Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews are leaving. Well, I don't know if they're leaving, but they were kicked out. So it's a whole new era. I think you see this a lot. Um, Tyra Banks will be the new host. And honestly, I know she's a black woman, uh, but I, I don't really believe it's because of what's going on now. Um ABC is jumping into it. Uh, I think it's more of they're worried the show is 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 in the decline, and uh, in order to 
breathe new life in it to get another five years, six years out of it. They're making the change because that happens a lot. Uh, you see that with shows when there's casting changes, um, plot changes. There was uh, one show I was watching. Uh, it was Taken. It was based off the movie. Um, I guess it was a younger. Um, I, I forgot the character's name. The Liam Neeson character. Uh, I guess he was younger or I guess based on that character, if the character is younger. Uh, and between the first and second season, except for two people, it was a whole new cast. And that you don't see that much, but I think it was too much of change and I could actually prefer the first season. Um, but many shows you'll see that when things aren't going well or you, you kind of need to create a spark. It kind of happens like in sports, uh, like in basketball. When uh, a team is struggling offensively, what do they do? Let's get, uh, let's get a spark off the bench. It could be sometimes it's okay. Let's change the quarterback, or uh, let's put this running back who's more dynamic. Um, in, in many sports, they'll do it. Let's get that spark. Off. Soccer, they do the same thing. It's getting the spark off the bench to kind of breathe some life into uh, the team. So I think shows do that as well. Um, honestly, I haven't watched that show um, probably in five years, so I don't know. I don't know if. If the change is needed, I don't know if, what it's going to look like. Um, now, many people are, are used to a certain thing, uh, and they might not like it uh, just because they were used to Tom. Uh, as far as Aaron Andrews, the, the co-host kind of has changed. I think they've had four or five different ones over the years, so that, that's been a much um, more of a uh, revolving door. But... Uh, you know, to change both at one time, uh, that's a big change. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch it, uh, but I will watch if it, uh, if it works or not. Uh, so I can have something to say about it. Let's see. One more thing. Let me, let me, let's see what I can finish off with here. Um, hmm. I'm trying to find something that's... Interesting and quick. Uh, no, Jada Pinkett. No, Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm not. Um, let's see. Oh, conservative radio host fired for demanding workers speak English. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I know I've I mentioned uh, my mother's Cuban and... Um, so I'm not completely fluent in Spanish. Um, I can probably get by. Um, but I also know many Latin people will speak Spanish in front of non-Spanish speaking people, especially when they're talking bad. And I've seen when it, uh, when it goes the other way where they don't realize that other person does speak Spanish and know they're being insulted. So um, I don't know about that. Um, I kind of see, I've seen both ways. Um, you know, if, if, if the common language at a particular place is, let's say, um, there are plenty of um, multilingual people, um, some just speak one language, and if the, the only language that everybody speaks in is English, 
yeah, I, I think it's probably better if English is spoken. And if it's a place, because there's, there's many places where um, most people are Spanish. And if everybody can speak Spanish, you know, even though I know some will be like, no, this is America. People need to speak English. But, you know, whatever the surroundings are, let's not get uh, too extreme. It's probably better for everybody to speak Spanish so everybody is not feeling left out or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's one. Of course, there's always everything could be taken as racial or you know, prejudice or things like that. Um, I'm not going to really dive into that too much just because uh, it's too much. It's too much animosity between groups. Uh, I don't want I, I don't want to put uh, fuel to the fire. It's uh, there's enough of that. I want it actually end, end on a high note, <laughs> but I don't think I can find anything. Um, let's see one quick thing. If I don't find anything, I will just cut it off. Well, oh, here's Alex Trebek. Uh, now I'm a big Jeopardy fan. Um, sucked when he announced he had cancer, uh, and I think he had stage four pancreatic cancer, which we know pancreatic cancer is probably one of the worst cancers you can have. Um, and he's going through treatment right now. Um, he's currently doing well. Uh, and I, let's, let's hope, um, Jeopardy is a great show. Uh, he seems like even though he's, he's very dry in the show, he does have a great sense of humor. Um, you don't really hear negative things about him. Uh, I think he's very genuine in the, in, in the way he is. Um, so, yeah, I want to keep watching Jeopardy and I don't want like to see people die and hopefully he'll, he'll do well. He'll get some more years and, uh, and but let's keep COVID away from him too. So, uh, Next year, when we're back to close to normal, I'd love to see him on Jeopardy again. I still I don't watch it every day, but I do watch it every now and then. And uh, that show would just not be the same without him. I think he's uh, he's perfect for that show. So that's all hope. Um, you know, and not only for him, for all cancer patients, we all want them to to make it through, even though most or many do not. But uh, if we have hope. We have. If we don't have hope, we don't have anything. So I will leave. I will end the show with that. Um, don't know how well this format went. It was probably a little clunky at times. Maybe I should have went through the uh, articles uh, sooner. <laughs> so I wouldn't have much dead time. But hey, maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Um, but I hope it was enjoyable. Uh, at least some parts of it was. Um, it was enjoyable for me. Uh, a little bit stressful trying to find things. But hey, uh, that's what happens when uh, you you uh, record a show uh, without any cuts and straight through. So uh, if you have any comments or topics you'd like me to discuss, please send an email to diggingforsomething at AOL.com. Digging number four, something at AOL.com. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.